Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Red and White Authority brought to you by Labatt Blue. I'm Daniela Bruce alongside Art Regner. And Art, we know that you always enjoy a nice, cold, frothy. Am I getting better at that? Yes, you definitely are, Danielle. It, may, it makes me thirsty. <laughs> but finish it. Come on. Well, it is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> uh, and I love it. In the holiday time, you can't get enough Labatt Blue as long as you're drinking our premium beer responsibly. But, uh, you know, they have been the, uh, from day one of this podcast, they have been here with us. We love you, Labatt Blue. Cold, frothy, Happy Labatt holidays, <laughs> my Canadian brethren. Let's get into some Red Wings talk here, Art. Yes. The Red Wings are currently 2-5-1 and one in their last eight games. And as you and I talk now, they have three games leading up to the Christmas break. One in Winnipeg, one home against Philly, and then back-to-back they're in New Jersey on the 23rd. What a great place to be the day before Christmas Eve, New Jersey. <laughs> Don't hate on New Jersey, okay? No New Jersey hate I'm sure the on team, this podcast. They're going to do a lot of holiday shopping. Can we get there early? I, I want to go to the, the Jersey Strip. They're very close to Manhattan, you know, very close. So that <laughs> yeah. shopping's pretty good. Yeah, but we don't want them to go there. They can get into trouble there. <laughs> they concentrate on hockey, fellas. Point is... A tough stretch for the Red Wings since returning from Sweden. The schedule has been tough, and these three games are big. They need to pick up some points before the Christmas break. Yeah, certainly. I, I, you know, they need to, to obviously play better. Uh, it, it's weird. It's not that they're playing horribly, but they have little lapses in their games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, you know, it, it kind of bit them against Anaheim, who, was, who had played the night before. And, you know, they, they were spotted, what, 4 nothing or something. And, you know, again, they're giving up leads. And I, I remember what Patrick Kane said, which was really, you know, interesting is, is sometimes when a team plays the night before and you don't, they're still in game mode. They have their legs. They're, you know, it's period four for them. And I think that that's what happened to the Red Wings against the Ducks, a team that they should beat. The most disturbing thing is, is that – they have lost to San Jose and Anaheim, and I'm not disparaging any other team in the NHL, but those were those are valuable points the Red Wings left on the table. If there's one thing that I've learned from working alongside Paul Woods, it's that it does not matter. Don't even look at where the team is in the standings and what games they've won and what games they haven't, because if you don't show up to play in the NHL, any team can beat you on any given night. Well, that's because the talent level is minuscule yeah, between small. teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and that's that's absolutely right. And what did, uh, what did the cat say on his birthday? Very disappointed, even though he scored two goals. You could tell he was forlorn when he was speaking to the, 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 the press. And he said, uh, we just weren't, obviously we weren't ready to play. And he was disgusted by it. And I'll tell you who was really, I think, upset, almost seething underneath. But because he's an educator... He has to always maintain a, a, a level balance. Was uh, Derek Lalonde? Yeah, he, you could Lalonde tell. Lalonde was very. Yeah, he, I mean, he was just like I. You know, we we we're not good enough to play like that and make up for it. Well, he used the term fragile, which is not a term you'd love to hear. Your fragile head and coach. casual are yeah, not good ways. Not to great your ways team. to describe your team. But I think he meant more mentally at this point, just in the sense of 
They've had some tough breaks, especially against Carolina and Philly, where you play decent games, you just can't find the back of the net, right? You get the good goaltending, and you can't find points in either of those games. And then you get down early in a game where goaltending, again, might have been questionable, right, to the Anaheim Ducks. But let's get to that before we move on to our guest for today, because Dan Cleary joins us, and we've got a great interview discussing World Juniors. Daniel Danny. Daniel Danny Dan. Whatever day it is, you'll find out shortly which day it was And he'll let you know. Oh, he will. He'll make sure you know. But anyway, goaltending is going to be a problem moving forward for a different reason. We've mentioned before that our goaltenders were struggling. Everybody knows that. But now, Vili Husso leaves the game against Anaheim early in the game with an injury, barely putting pressure on that right leg as he skates off. And then Alex Lyon left the game in Philly early, and he's considered week to week. He was encouraged that he didn't tear anything, or you know, it might just be a pull or a strain, but it's still not a good situation for the immediate Red Wings goaltending because, like I said, three games before the holidays and a back-to-back situation coming up. Yeah, it 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 really will be interesting to see how this thing plays itself out. I mean, except for maybe the Vegas Golden Knights, who had five goaltenders last year, and you know, Aiden Hill comes out of any nowhere and wins the cup. You know, the Red Wings. How many times have you seen Daniela, a team lose a goaltender? And then the very next game, they lose another goaltender. That's almost unprecedented in a weird way. That usually does not happen. So Red Wings are playing with not a full deck right here, and I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, do you, uh, do you throw caution to the wind and you bring up, you know, like some fans are suggesting, Sebastian Cosa? No. no. <laughs> I, I, I want to put an absolutely not on that right yeah. now. Yeah, I'd rather bring up Trey Augustine and he's with Team <laughs> USA. No, no, I'm, I'm just j- joking, Trey. I, I'm, I'm doing anything, though, Trey, to get you out of Michigan State. Let me just oh, say that. Oh, my goodness. All right. On that note, now that we're talking about Trey Augustine, he was the subject of our interview. Well, one of the subjects of our interview with Dan Cleary, the director of player development. We're getting ready for the World Junior Championship Tournament, Art, and it's a phenomenal tournament. And there are four, five, five Red Wings prospects playing in it that we discussed with Dan Cleary, and you'll hear that momentarily. But I know you love this tournament, and oh, you yes. tune in pretty heavily for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, NHL Network usually – uh, uh, every game, you know, always Team USA, but virtually every game is on. It starts the day after Christmas, which is, that's Boxing Day, right? In Canada, isn't that Boxing Day? I think so, but you're yeah, asking I'm not sure what person. Boxing Day I'll, is. You keep talking. Let me look that up yes, for you. you, you we, we, we're gonna, it's educational today. We're gonna Research tell you what, department. And all the Canadians that listen to this podcast, and there's zillions of them. Tuesday, December 26th. Yes, it's so Boxing yes. Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what, what does that mean? I don't know. But okay, keep- anyway, so it's Boxing Day. <laughs> And then it, it starts, and then it goes through the new year. And traditionally, for many years, Team USA and Team Canada would play on New Year's Eve. That's not the case anymore. But with Russia not being there and, and some other teams that, that, that aren't there, it's a, it's a little bit smaller tournament uh, than usual. But what it really is, it's really high end. If you're into the NHL draft, what's happening is, is there's several number one picks from last year's draft and several uh, players like Maxim Celebrini for Team mm-hmm. Canada and uh, some guy named Iserman for Team USA. Spelled differently. Yeah, spelled differently, spelled differently. though. That are really high-end guys. They're going, they're going to be there. So this is the cream of the crop. These kids are representing their country. It's a wonderful tournament, and it's in Sweden, so you know the fellas are going to have a good time. And you just get to see the best of the best out of these prospects because everybody always gets up when they're representing their country, right? So usually you see their best performances 
conferences. It's a great event, like you said, for scouting for the draft for the upcoming 2024 draft. But there are some high-end Red Wings prospects in this. It's Nate Danielson, Team Canada, Axel Sandin Pelica, Team Sweden. And then you've got Team USA, Trey Augustine's in there too. But I'm going to let Dan do the talking on the rest of this. Please do. Okay, yeah, you were done listening to me, I figured. All right. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Here's Dan. It was captivating, though. (laughs) Here's Dan Cleary, everybody. Joining us now, the director of player development for your Detroit Red Wings, Dan Cleary. But actually, is it Dan? Like, I know oh. we go through this every time I talk to you. Is it Dan, Danny, or Daniel today? You look like a Daniel today. If oh, everybody could right. see the suit he was wearing. Uh-huh. So, what is it? We'll go with uh, we'll go with uh, Dan today. Dan's good. Okay, Dan. Yeah, Dan All right, Danny. and I don't know if I can do that. Okay, what? Art. Okay, you Why don't you it. decide, Art? What because, day is it? <laughs> because it's your birthday. Oh, yes. And I believe we have to give you your God-given name that oh. your parents gave you. So you're Daniel today. All right, we'll go with Daniel. Daniel. I'm probably going to call you Dan and Danny at some point yeah. throughout this. I call them all but we three. also, we got you a, a little birthday gift, okay? Yeah, this is so nice. We didn't think too outside of the box. We only got you the greatest Red Wings giveaway ever. Oh, that's awesome. It's the gravy boat. Oh, and a pocket wow. schedule because we know you need to have the Red Wings schedule in your pocket. Well, at all thank times. you very much. He's opening it up right now. Yeah. Is this a real gravy boat? Yeah. yeah. Did you not see this? No. Oh my goodness. Uh, we need go to get on you eBay. on. We need to get you on the social media platforms. Oh, super cool. <laughs> you could. This is super cool. Thank you very much. Best birthday gift you've ever received. It's probably the most We're popular. Use that here in the next few days. Promotional <laughs> item ever. It, it it is. Wow. You know I've never seen this. Super cool. <laughs> well, you're still a player at heart. You guys are oblivious to virtually everything. So. Yeah, hey, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not oblivious to player development, which is the one thing he probably needs to be paying attention to. Right, Daniel? That's what we decided. Absolutely. Daniel. Daniel. Yes. yes. All right. Yes, Daniel. So <laughs> World Juniors is coming up, and it's always a big time of year for not only Red Wings prospects, but prospects that are looking to be drafted in the upcoming draft and other teams' prospects as well. But can you just talk about the importance of the tournament and the impact that you've seen it have on players' development? Yeah, I think the World Junior is, is super important, uh, super fun. What a great experience for the kids. It's a great viewing experience uh, just as as a fan, as uh, like a scout or working for an NHL team. Uh, great tournament to be at. You know, the, the competitiveness that these kids have, the talent, all the different countries, uh, playing for your country. Uh, these kids are real proud. Uh, it's going to be obviously, as you guys know, it's going to be in Sweden. They're going to have a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was just actually at the Canada development thing in Oakville uh, last. I think it was last Tuesday. Um, you know, obviously we uh, we're going to. I know we're going to get into it, but uh, it's great. Uh, super excited to look forward to the guys playing there. Um, you know, when we do talk to these kids prior, we, you know, just go enjoy the moment, have fun, and uh, you know, ideally. Uh, some of these kids, their first time playing for the country. Some mm-hmm. of them, they've played all the way growing up. So uh, nerves will be a part of it, but uh, I'm super excited for them. Super excited. How has the tournament changed over the years? I mean, the development of hockey. I mean, Mo Sider, Germany. Uh-huh. Actually, they beat Team USA when it was in Germany at one time. I mean, is it, or is it still essentially the big four? USA, Canada, Finland, Sweden, and when they're allowed to play Russia. Yeah, when they're allowed to play. Yeah, you know, not having Russia obviously, you know, takes away from, I guess, the tournament in terms of overall talent. But, you know, uh, I remember watching Mo in the World Juniors. It was in Czech, I, I think, Czech Republic a bunch of years ago. Um, and they, they had a good team. They had Stutzla, right. they had Paterka, right. they had Sides. Uh, they had a good team. And Reichel, I think, went up in there. God, they had a talented young team. 
But the big four is probably fair. Uh, would I be surprised to see an upset? Um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I think I would be, to be honest. You know, I think Norway's in it this year, you know, which is going to be kind of cool because they're you know, only a few hours mm -hmm. north of Gothenburg. So I don't know how the, how the fans will be. But, you know, those games, those relegation games are super important and, and they're, uh, they're fun to watch as well as you later get into the tournament. Let's start talking about some of the Red Wings prospects that are playing mm -hmm. this year. And we'll start with Team Canada, Nate Danielson, the 2023 ninth overall pick for Detroit, currently playing in the WHL, Brandon Wheat Kings. Before we get into his impact on Team Canada, what have you seen in Nate's development? Because I think when he came in and played the preseason games that he did play, I think he had four points in five games in, in the NHL preseason. Fans were impressed with him. And unfortunately, with the rules, he can't mm -hmm. play in the AHL, but he's got you know, another year in juniors. How is he developing there, and how will that help him in the future? Uh, yeah, Nate's doing, uh, Nate's, gonna, Nate's doing well. Obviously, he's out in Brandon. Um, you know, their team is uh, – they're, they're, in, they're in a playoff position. Um, when I went to see him two games, they, they struggled <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, he's got such a calm demeanor, and, you know, he's, he's very mature. He's, you know what I would describe? He's a serious person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a serious person. <laughs> One he, of the most serious yeah. young kids. He is. Next like, to Michael Rasmussen, though, he's a, he's a, a barrel of laughs. I know, but you go talk to Ras now, then Art, you remember <laughs> right. seventeen. Oh, gosh. This is a different person. Yes, yes. You know, and and tip your hat to Ras. He's unbelievable. Like when I go see him now, you know, what has it been six years now since the wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know. But Nate Nate's a serious person, but he's also uh I think he I think for him, once you get to know him, he kinda opens up yeah. a little bit. I know we spoke with this before, but Nate was better, I guess, than I thought he would be. I mean he was very impressive at Prospects Tournament and yeah. during his stint here in Detroit. Did he surprise you a little bit, how he yeah. was able to handle it? Are these notes, Art? You got notes going yeah, on? Yeah, I love this. I'm, Look I'm at this. Pro. Is, magazine. Is, you almost need a video of this stuff. The color coordination. He uh, doesn't show up to do his notes, though. Like, he's not here for his prep, so we don't even know if he preps or not. And then well, he just well, shows I up with I'll show you my this. notes. This I'm is, always ready. I know so. you are, Art. I know. Uh, <laughs> but we can't video it, is my point, until he yeah. decides to come to the office. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that was my first time seeing Nate. As you know, Drapes is in charge of, you know, the drafting and, and right. you know, things like that. So he would just describe him to me as the year went on. You know, we really like this Danielson kid. He's right shot center. You know, he moves well. He's super smart. And then, you know, seeing him for the first time, you can just right away see his talent, his patience. He's got nice hands. He's got a – you know, the one thing when I watched Nate live uh, – you know, he does a lot of small things that you wouldn't really pick up on or pay attention to. It's not on the score sheet, but slippery. He's slippery out there mm -hmm. with his stick, his positioning, little small plays, his body positioning. So he's a crafty, really mature 18-year-old, uh, what is he, 19, 18-year-old uh, kid. He's, he's, got, does a lot of, he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. What do you expect his role to be on Team Canada this year? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, they just added Potras. I, I hope I pronounced the kid's name right from Boston. So he's just got added. Whatever I'm, you say, we would have rolled. Yeah, with we, it. Yeah, we, we believe. I, you. I don't. I, I don't know, but he's a nice Impeccable. player. Impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his role. I mean, you know, without knowing all the, you know, I was there in Oakville to watch, and you know, I think it's going to be uh, bottom of the lineup, uh, dependent on defensively, kill penalties, that type of role, someone you can count on. Um, that's what I think. I, to, to be honest, I think his role. Uh, if he plays this potential, which I know he will, it'll it'll only expand as the tournament goes on, as this coach gets to know him, mm -hmm. gets to see his play and how he is away from the puck. Sweden, the host <laughs> country. Mm -hmm. 
I asked you this uh, after watching him play. And then I saw him. I think it was the U18s is where he really started. I think he had yeah. like 11 points in nine games or something like that. Uh, he now has been so good in the Swedish Hockey League that he doesn't go by a name. He goes by his initials, A-S-P. Axel Sundin Pelika is tearing up the SHL as a teenager. Will you short track him? Can we see him here next year as a Red Wing? Oh, God. <laughs> well, Can you make those decisions? <laughs> I'm going to talk to Steve real quick. <laughs> uh, Call him up. Let's see. You know, he's going to do that. Right. You know, right. Uh, but Axe Ax is a serious person, too. <laughs> But really? he is very... Do we only draft serious teenagers? <sighs> Trace is on it. He's on it. <laughs> you know, uh, Axe uh, went, over, went over to Europe. Me and, you know, Kroner is, does such a great job over there with all of our young guys. And being a defenseman, you can kind of relate. And, you know, Axe is, you know, he's not the, the Simon Evansons of the world. So he uses his brain uh, out there, like, quite often. So he's really impressed Kroner. I was super impressed when I watched him play. I mean, he's you know an 18-year-old defenseman in the SHL. I think he's I, I, I don't even know his exact stats, but I think he has nine goals. Uh, At this point, I have the updated stats: is 25 games played, nine goals, four yeah. assists, 13 points, 11 penalty minutes, and he's a minus seven. Yeah, so he's in Skellefteå, and they have a nice team. And he's he's at, when I watched, he was their best player, playing over 20 minutes. He's going to play a big role for for Sweden, and he better be ready to go. What type of player, or if you could even come up with a comparison, mm. I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but we see the Simon Edvinsons and the Mo Siders, yeah, and he's a little different, yeah. right? So if you could compare him okay. to an NHLer right now, who would that be? You know, I hate doing comparisons. I, I, I know, say, but that's why know, I ask but, you. Uh, I would say, I re- like... I know. I think, okay. I, I the, these aren't fair on anyone. Style. We're not. St- oh, we're not style. Saying, like, He's super cerebral, super fun, like Adam Fox. Okay. Rangers. Right, I like that. You know, right shot, kind of yeah. smaller, but really headsy player. Real headsy, real smart. What do you think, Art? I think he's a combination between Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and Adam Fox. I think he's all three wrapped up into one because he has that that's European an flavor. God, that's a great, great player right there. <laughs> I mean, that's a great player. If we end up with that, I yeah. think Red Wings fans will be God, jumping for yeah. joy, right? But he's super smart with the puck. Let's just, you know, and he's and he's smooth. The one thing I would say when you go when you're going when these Red Wings fans are going to watch Axel next year, uh, if Art, Art's going to talk to Steve later, <laughs> I always uh, do. He hates me, <laughs> but Love you'll it. notice his he's so calm. He could be out there for a minute plus, yeah. and he'll make the right play. So he's got he's got a. You know, and his conditioning is so, uh, you know, like his VO2 max. See, now we're getting into some science technical terms, but it's abnormally high, like abnormally yeah. in the 70s. Hmm. Does he have the same calmness? And I'm not going to yes, compare. Yes, off the ice? Uh, uh, yes, but oh, yeah. I mean, does he have the same personality or calmness that, and he's nowhere ever going to be the player this gentleman was, but is he Nick? Is he kind of have the same, he well, you would gets say, unflattered, you know, unflustered. From what I've seen, you could say he has some similar traits. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Like Nick Listrom goes and watches him play and talks to him after a game. I mean, yeah. so he's he's got a couple of good defensemen uh, helping him out in Sweden, to say the least. Uh, but he's super calm. You're right. Like he's when you go when you see him off the ice, he's you know he's young, but you're like, damn, he's mature, you know. And he's and he's got that inner confidence. He's not you know loud about it, which is kind of what I like. So what I take away from this is he's going to learn how to Cronwall people, but also have the demeanor oh of Nick Lidstrom yeah. 
Interesting. I brought out the Cromwell. We had a video call the other day with one of our kids. <laughs> and it was, I came up on my like Instagram feed. I don't know if you guys, I don't know what feed I'm on, but Cromwell was just crushing like four or five guys in a row. I sent it to one of our young kids because he had, he got a similar situation. I said, better be careful because Nick was on the call. Anyway, so it was a funny story. <laughs> but, You're clearly yeah. not on many social media feeds if you didn't know yeah. about the gravy boat. So we're, we'll get first you. Time I've seen I know. It. We'll get you on there. We'll, we'll figure that out. But for I follow you. the Red Wings. I think I would see You don't it. follow them close enough then. We posted a yeah. ton about that. You know. You've got to love it. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any social media. We should do a Dan Cleary using the gravy boat video. This is in play. Okay, this I love This is in that. play. I got I whole, all the in-laws coming in uh, this weekend. This is great. <laughs> I know. My youngest daughter's a huge hockey fan. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good. She can use it if anybody... Well, you might use it. You might be stealing that one. Okay, next prospect. We're still sticking with Team yeah. Sweden. Games Anton, of seven. Games yeah. of seven. <laughs> we, might, we might make it for puck drop. Anton Johansson. Yeah. yeah. A 2022 fourth round pick. A quieter prospect compared to Axel yeah. Sandin Pelica. What What do you like about him lately, and what's he going to do for Team Sweden this year? You know, he had... Um, just to describe uh, Anton, 6'3", right-handed shot, smooth out there, can handle it, like a nice feel for the, for the, for the puck and can shoot it. He had a really nice, uh, when he came over in Plymouth, I don't know if you guys were over there, but he played really well mm -hmm. for Sweden in Plymouth. Yes, uh, the Summer Showcase. Yeah, the Summer Showcase. Yes. And, you know, he's, he's with the big team, and he's kind of been, you know, trying to find his footing there in the top six. But, and he's gradually just gotten better and better. Um, and we were, like, very, very pleased that he was you know able to make it because they got some good right shot yeah. on that team so good for him uh but you know he and he's the opposite i guess of say nate he's very yeah. like smiley very uh, friendly very outgoing you know not to say that nate isn't but just nate's a little more quieter but i like that we need some outgoing yeah, yeah. personalities oh, yeah. in the room he's the guy like when you guys are doing all these funny things with the red wings you know uh, I don't. Know, I see a bunch of stuff, but he's really outgoing. Okay, good. Noted. That's that's great. So, I, I you know, I'm, real quick follow up. Johansson, is he a diamond in the rough? I mean, he's uh. kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, not that he wasn't in the prospects pool per se, but he has a legitimate shot. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, we've, uh, you know, Drape's done a good job of being able to draft good players and to get this player in the fourth round. Uh, it's a nice selection. Like, he looks good now. There's, of course, there's always things. To, all these kids got things to work on in their game, and it takes time and things like that. But um, the one thing that Anton does have is he's got good size, and he can skate, and he's a right-shot defenseman. You know, he's got a he's got a good deal for the game. Like, he's now Kroner's working on him constantly with the defending and mm -hmm. position and don't getting so puck-focused and things like that. But, um, you know, this will be super – I mean, these kids must be fired up playing in their home yeah. country, you know. This Very is, cool. It's going to be awesome because yeah, yeah. they play in Forlunda. That's where, you know, the right. SHL team there. So great environment. It's going to be super fun. I'm super excited for these guys. One player that's going to be playing for Team USA, mm -hmm. Trey Augustine, mm -hmm. goaltending prospect. Now, I know you're not as hands-on with the goalies, right, because that's a, that's Phil, a different yeah. world, yeah. right? It's a little bit of a different world. Yeah. But from the reports on Trey and what yeah. we've seen him do at Michigan State this yeah. year, which their program looks like they're coming back, really mm -hmm. fun to see for me as a Spartan. But mm -hmm. what? don't make the noise. Like, My just daughter wants go. to go to Michigan State. Good. Yeah. She, she should. She does. She should. Someone has to. That's yeah. so rude. Where, where'd you go? University of Michigan. Sorry. Yeah, me too. But you know, I'm not going to get into this, but, but yeah, we'll talk off. off. Oh, we're, really? we're just really sorry for you. That's all. No, I, 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 I love Michigan too. I'm, I have no allegiance. 
you can't because no. a lot of red wing executives kids everywhere. go there. Yeah, yeah. But back to Trey. You're, yes. you're, you uh, just saw I saw Trey play four times this year already. Uh, he's play, God. He played so well for me. I was just there against Notre Dame. He played so well. You know, Trey's another guy when you meet him up. Super like calm. Really, I think you interviewed him, didn't you, Art? I told yeah. him that he is not the he, he is not a screwball like most goalies. No, he was not even offended that I told him. That. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Trey. Uh, Trey Trey's a Trey's a good goalie. Now they have two good goalies there. Yeah, Fowler's a good goalie too. But uh, I I believe Trey's better. So, but uh, you know, USA's got a good team. They're gonna have a, I think they're gonna have a strong team. And Trey's gonna be if he's in the net, which I think he will. It's gonna be a big reason why. You know, I talked to David Carl. Oh, when yeah, he was yeah. here the other day, head coach, um, he wouldn't give me too much insight on. He who was he here thought. where? He was here. Oh, at the Red Wings. yeah, they were here. Yeah, the they, Red were, they brought oh, the yeah? team here. Yeah. The whole nice. team, whole team, United yeah. States of America, their whole team. Yeah, nice. and Love he, them. I tried to get him going on. Do you, you know, do you think Trey's yeah, going to yeah. get the number one goaltending spot? He wouldn't give me any information. Shocking, I know. Yeah. Hopefully, eventually. But do you think he's going to be carrying the the load there for Team USA? I mean, you know, if you like him, yeah, like if. Gun to the head right now. Um, yeah, I do. Yay. That's I a good do. answer. I do. That's good for him. Well, he's revived along with Adam Nightingale, the head coach at Michigan yeah. State. Talked State. Nutty today. Did you? Yeah, they're, did. they're a great team. So yep. I got to tip my cap to the Spartans. But this is what I really like about Trey Augustine. I'm looking, you know, for a kid his age, doesn't get any better. No more pressure than representing your country, especially if you're from North America, whether you're Team Canada or Team USA, going over to Europe. A little bit hostile environment, maybe at times, uh, especially for Team USA. <laughs> at least that's what the players have told me. But yeah. in 10 games played in the U18 World Junior Championship, he's played 10 games. He's 9 and 1 with a goals against a 2.09 and a save percentage of 9.13. In the tournament he's about to come in now, he played again last year. Six games played. He's 4 and 1, goals against 2.85. Save percentage eight nine one, which at that level is good. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, is he's a money player. I mean, he when he is definitely. Able I, listen, I did, what we do know is you're doing your notes. You know, he's doing the, he's doing the notes. Okay, proof is in the pudding. Yeah, it I is, guess it is. It is. It's impressive. It is. Uh, listen, uh, Trey's played really well, and I've only seen him play four games, and, I, and all four he's been excellent. So, I mean, I'm not David Carl. Uh, and I'm not, you know, Van Beesbrook, but you know, I did see Fowler plays a good goalie too. But I believe Trey will, will be the guy for USA. Either way, he's going to get some significant time. We oh god, he's yeah. going to come right out of the gate. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, I believe that. Your numbers speak for themselves. Even, if you, yeah. even if you just looked at that and said, well, who do we go with, guys? Both have played well this year. One's in BC, one's in Michigan State. They're both good goalies, both good teams. Trey at State, he's 11, <laughs> three and two. Goal against two point yeah. nine seven, oh, save percentage so nine sixteen well. in a shutout. All right, you guys sold I mean, me. You sold Trey, me. All right. All right. Hopefully, Trey Carl's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Trey yeah. is going to be a good Red Wing. Okay, one more player. Yeah. Team hey, Sebastian, Germany. you too, buddy. I'm not. I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> <laughs> he's not playing in World Juniors. <laughs> he's no, playing he's in the old. AHL. He's, he's exactly. So, all right, Team Germany, which we talked about a little bit when when Mo played, Stutzel played. Kevin Bicker yeah. is playing, and he was a 2023 fifth-round pick. And you, before we started taping, recording, said you think he's going to play some significant minutes oh, and play a minutes. big role on this team. Oh, I think huge. Now, I'm so well-versed in this particular player and area because we literally just, me and Kroner, just, you know, we both saw him recently, both did a bunch of videos. So we've been constantly talking. So he plays in Frankfurt now. He hasn't been getting a lot of ice there in that particular league, so... 
Yeah, when he did go for the pre pre tournament tournament, he played very well for mm -hmm. Germany. So he's gonna he's gonna have a big role. It's gonna be good for him. You know, when you don't play a lot in, in one of these senior leagues, you know, because you're a young player, it can be deflating. It can take away your confidence. But you know, he, if you're gonna watch Germany uh, on the telly, uh, he's he's fast and he works. He's got he plays fearless. You know, just hasn't had a chance to really play a lot this year. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's ready to go. I think he was. A, I think he's going to be a good find for you too. I mean, he's going to. He has a chance to play in Detroit. Okay, I do. Usually, when they draft players, they hope. No, they but have I mean, where he is? What, what was he? Fifth round pick. <laughs> Fifth round pick. You know, I mean, th th yeah, of I'm course. surprised like, he was there actually. Yeah, again, this is an area that I never seen him play before right. until uh, until Dev Camp, and it was good. When I went to Germany, I got to see him play. Uh, Kroner went there, and Kroner, and he didn't play, so. Uh, but, you know, these kids are young. You know, we're talking about, you know, these. But it's an exciting time frame. We're talking about the World Juniors, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Everyone, I think, everyone who likes hockey will somehow see the World Juniors on, on TV over the Christmas, you know, break. And I can't wait. Well, I'm, I go over on the 30th, so I'll see the whole back half. I was just going to ask you that, yeah. if it cuts into your holiday plans oh, at God. all. But you'll get to spend some time with the family. You've got the gravy boat to celebrate with now. I'm super serious. I'm super thankful for this gravy boat. This is going to be a big hit when I bring this back. Oh, good. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Like, especially like Thanksgiving, like over Christmas. Yeah. I'll put the, put the gravy in it. Yeah, that's what a gravy boat is. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Daniel, uh, two-part question. Oh. You love these. Everyone uh, does. You're from Newfoundland or yeah. Newfoundland. How, does, how do Canadians say, because I always said Newfoundland. Yeah. But is it Newfoundland? Like Calgary? Is Calgary? Is it? No, don't, I don't need the triple quadruple pronunciation. You know, is that a shot at people that say Calgary? No. Yeah, I, I've never heard that. Like, <laughs> oh really? Calgary? Have you ever been to the Western provinces Calgary. before? Calgary. Yeah, I say Calgary so too, yeah. but yes. I hear Calgary quite from, often. From who? On Canadian television. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Newfoundland. Where are you from? Newfoundland. Now, if I was to like spell it out, like how I pronounce it, it would be like Newfoundland, like F-I-N kind of. Right, right. Yeah, it's not Newfound. Well, the reason I'm asking you that is because you grew up in a town called Grace Harbor. No, close. Is oh, it? my goodness. He what is it? Do, what his town? homework is wrong. Okay, let's X that. His thing. homework is wrong. What town was it? Wrong. No, seriously. No, so it's called Harbor Grace. Oh, Harbor Grace. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, hey, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harbor Grace. So... It was founded in the 1600s. It's one of the oldest towns in yeah. North America. Super, uh, very historic in the province. New right. Zealand. Did you know it's one of the oldest towns? I'm just... I it, knew when... No, no. Okay. No, but keep going. Uh, but <laughs> my question it. is this. It's also the furthest east. Yeah, yeah. So at Christmas time, yeah. young little Daniel Cleary yeah. sitting there in oh, yeah. Harbor Grace, uh, you got to see Santa first. Yeah. Santa visited you first. In all of North America, he, oh. your house might have been the first house he even came to. It could have been the last, though, because maybe he went the other way. Is that possible? No, no. Oh, you now we're go getting east, to. you got to go east to west, trust yeah, me, yeah. where the sun sets and all sun right, rises. All right, whatever. So east to west. But my question is, yeah. what is the coolest and greatest thing that Santa ever got? A hockey stick and a net. Oh, Really? Oh, yeah. Never, I, I know the stick. I remember the net. I remember the little... Was it like a legit... Okay. No, no, it wasn't a legit net. It was like, uh, you know, one of those nets that, no, oh, no, bigger than that. Okay. Like, okay, but not <laughs> Sorry, like Sorry, I just pointed to a little mini net, guys. This is a mini stick It's not a very big net. Let's just <laughs> No, but a real down. net, but not an NHL net. Okay. You know, and, but the sort of posts were thin, but it was, in, but the net was already like set up. 
and I have my stick was on top as a Canadian stick. Now, anyone my age from Canada would know what a Canadian stick is. So I had that, and then I had a little orange ball. I mean, I just played it all day. That was like, I, I, before you asked me that, that's the first thing I was thinking about, Christmas and like, you know, Christmas is awesome. Who doesn't like Christmas? Well, it's best. You, Christmas is awesome. I think we yeah. all agree who celebrate it. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful holiday. Yeah. But here you are in Newfoundland. Yeah. Did you know when you're getting this stick and ball and sort of a big size net that you would be the first player from your province to ever win a Stanley Cup? Oh God, no, no. I was just I was just very lucky to be on a great Red Wings team. Just spiking the wheel. You scored some big goals in yeah, 2008. Yeah. You did. I had a couple, yeah. Oh yeah. I was part of it. We're not going to get too historic. No, but no, you no. did bring the the cup. I don't back want to. I did, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. You no. get reflective on your birthday, yeah. especially yeah. when you yeah. hit forty five. Yeah, forty five. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm super proud to be from Newfoundland, obviously, and to be the first person to win the Stanley Cup was super awesome. I mean, it was a really big deal uh, back where I'm from. Uh, I had it on Canada Day, and I got to have two days with it. Ken Holmes, like, I understand how big it is. So normally, only allowed one day. Right. I was like, so he's like, okay. Do you, you have like have a street named after you? Or I do, yeah. I knew yeah. it. I yeah. had a feeling you would have yeah. a street. I didn't. Even oh, every time that. I bring people home from a hockey school, I bring them. To my, <laughs> you know, we drive. We're 45 minutes around the bay. So if you ever, you know, can see Newfoundland on a map, we're, I'm right on the east coast. So it's the most easterly point in North America, and you just drive around, and all these little towns right along the ocean. You know, yeah. it's very picturesque. And then yeah, Danny Cleary Drive, and I got a rink and all that, and. So <laughs> is it, it's Danny Clary Drive? Yeah. Wow. Danny, it was yes. a Danny right. day. Were you Danny back in uh, in your days there? You know, my hockey school is Danny Cleary, and I don't know Danny Cleary Drive and Danny Cleary. It you has know. a nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah. I got a lookout and a hockey rink there and all that. It's awesome. It's great, great little town. But I'm from Riverhead, okay. But the hospital is in Car. So there's, there's almost three. There's three towns that you know coincide with me: Harbor Grace, Riverhead, and Carbonier. So well, you were born in Carbon. Because that's where the hospital is. Right. Oh, okay. right? Oh, okay. Okay. You ask him. He's yeah. the one that researched your so entire So Riverhead life. and Harbor Grace are literally <laughs> next to each other. Right. You know, literally. Like, it's like, there's no stops, stoplights. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you just huh. drive, like. So they're little two, tiny towns. Well, you had, so a, par you had a party. 27,000 yeah. people came. Yeah. Is that the entire province? Well, no, the province probably got, I, got, <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, but it was a lot of people. <laughs> I believe yeah. you. We had it at this big football field. It was like big parade. It was the whole deal. I just left the cup there. I was so tired because we had oh a big party God. the night before. Was Mr. Cup Watcher oh, yeah. there? Okay, he was there. Then. And so all these <laughs> all these kids and people, I was just like, you know, I was what like, they, they all want. of the cup? They, yeah, yeah. They wanted a picture with it, you know, and just to see it. So I left it there all day. Now, I was there pretty much all day, but I ran out of gas. <laughs> I ran out of gas. And then when I got it back, then, uh, you know, then I had it for like an hour or two and then time for the airport oh god it was goodness. crazy that god. is fun yeah it was awesome uh one final question who wins the oh. i know you're impartial team usa is stacked they're loaded and last year winning the bronze was a big disappointment to those guys yep. but i'm just they're the prohibitive favorite mm. i mean big time even vegas you, yeah. it's team usa all the way who do you see winning oh it's a great you know usa is a good pick i gotta say uh Sweden's going to have a good team. Uh, do they? Will they have the goaltending to keep up? I don't know, but I'll go with USA and Trey. I like that backing. They've got the goaltending. That's what they I was got, just going to say. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nate in Canada. Really? <gasps> yeah. 
You're picking the Canadians? I, you know, growing up in Detroit, I visited Canada my whole life. I didn't even know Ontario was not a state till I was like 18 years old. And right. you went to Michigan, huh? Yeah, yeah see, odd. this is the, yeah, odd. right? Hmm. They claim they're smart. Huh. They claim they're sure. smart. All right. Uh, trust me, my, my parents didn't believe it either. You got <laughs> no. in? How did this happen? Uh, I, I love it. <laughs> it. Must have changed their requirements over the years. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, Daniel, yeah. Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. That was great. And have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and enjoy thank your you. time over in Gothenburg, right? Sweden yeah. for the, the World Juniors. Enjoy yeah. it. Thank you. Happy to be on anytime. Merry thank Christmas. You. Merry Christmas to you too, Danny. Thank you. Or Daniel or Dan. <laughs> Another big thank you to Dan Cleary for joining the Red and White Authority. And Art, I think the biggest takeaway from talking to him is just how excited he is to not only see the five prospects in the World Juniors coming up, but really the Red Wings prospect pool as a whole. He lit up talking about these guys. Right, I, he really does. You can see that he he's happy with the progression that they're going to make. You know, everybody learns differently or mm-hmm. matures differently. And, and I think that if you look at it as a whole, because, you know, Dan doesn't miss words at all. I mean, he tells you exactly where he's coming from, but you could tell that he's really, really encouraged. And I think that he really likes this tournament. He's going over after the preliminary round is over. So he's going to be there right around the first of the year. And that's when they're, you know, single elimination, they're playing for keeps, all that, you know, so it, uh, uh, but, but I do get the feeling that at times that uh, Kevin Bicker, the uh, the center from Germany who played last year in this tournament, or at least the U18, he does have some international experience. He's going to see a lot of ice time for Team Germany. And, and you know, you might say, well, yeah, but, you know, Germany might not have that great a team. Why do I want to tune in? Well, you want to tune in to see him because he's going to play in every situation. Right. He's going to lead them in ice time. And it's a prospect who has a chance, a chance to make the Detroit Red Wings down the road, but he still has a chance. I also think he kind of looks at some of the other guys that are eligible for this year's draft. And even though he doesn't draft, he's, you know, might be poking Draper and saying, hey, do, do we got a shot at this guy? Do we have a good shot <laughs> yeah, at that it, guy? You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, a crapshoot, really, because th- you're looking at really young guys. You really don't know how they're going to turn out, but you see something in somebody and you, you focus on them. And it's a good chance for fans to familiarize themselves, not only with like a Kevin Bicker, who was a fifth round pick, right. I believe it was. Right, fifth and, round. Yeah, a fifth round pick. You may not know that much about him. You hear all about Axel Sandin Pelica. You hear all about Nate Danielson. You hear all about Trey Augustine. But who's this Kevin Bicker character? So you're going to get right. to see him play. And remember, it's ASP now. He's, ASP, he's, he's allegor- He has no name anymore. He goes by his initials. I ASP. think people are just too lazy to type out Axel Sandin Pelica. So it became... ASP. Very quick. And when you ask Axel, wait, so what's your last name? I, you know, because you want to do, you know, do it right, and he'll say Pelica. <laughs> Cleary <laughs> so. called him Axe. I know. He calls him, yeah, Cleary has his own nicknames, but everything I have read about him is <laughs> ASP. ASP. I gotcha, I gotcha. AS, but, you know, another player, real, real quickly, Anton Johansson yeah. has really come on, six foot four, right-handed shooting defenseman, and you could tell Cleary was really excited about him. Not that he would, I think he was a third-round pick, so he's a yes. high pick, but, you know, anytime you can get a six foot four, right-handed shooting defenseman that looks like he's playing your lineup, Wow. That's that's a bonus. He's actually a fourth round pick. So fourth if round. he can yeah, it'll be even better if he can yes. you know, somehow find his yes. way to the Red Wings roster. The other thing I did want to note is that Chris Draper, if you know Chris Draper, he's not that serious of a guy himself. No god no. But he only drafts serious prospects. They're also serious. Yeah. Why? Th- Nate Danielson, most serious kid ever. Yes, he and Michael Trey Rath- Augustine. He, he's a goalie, and he's serious. Uh, what I would like to do is have 
Michael Rasmussen and Nate Danielson both do Me 23 or whatever that thing is. <laughs> 23 and Me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I have one at home. I haven't done it. It's been sitting there for three months. Uh, you know, spit in that tube, send it out, because I think somewhere down the line they're related. They are almost identical in seriousness. And I thought Michael, whatever he is now, 24 or whatever, is the most serious 24-year-old in the entire world. Nate Danielson is the most serious 19-year-old in the entire world. 100%. I mean, I it's, agree. it's uh, you know, Clary even brings it up. Yeah, I agree. You try to make them laugh, and they're, they're just not having no, it. No way. Serious business. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing, yeah. right? So very exciting to watch some of these prospects take the ice for the World Juniors Tournament, which starts on December 26th. A lot of current Red Wings have also played in this tournament, including Lucas Raymond, who talks about it in today's Two Minute Minor. Daniela Bruce here with today's Two Minute Minor segment. I'm joined by Red Wings forward Lucas Raymond, who has some experience playing in the World Junior Tournament that we've been talking about all episode today. Lucas, when you look back on World Juniors, what are some of your fondest memories of that tournament? Uh, you know, obviously the, the first really big stage you play on. Um, and then, you know, it's always nice and a lot of fun to represent your country. And usually you, you play with a lot of guys during a long period of time. So, uh, it's been a great experience whenever I went, and uh, yeah, I think it will be the same for these kids. How much does it help your game, I guess? Like, what does the experience do for you as a hockey player? I mean, a lot. You know, it's obviously different aspects to it, just playing on a big stage, learning how to deal with that, a lot of fans, and uh, then obviously it's a, it's a different kind of hockey. It's a, it's a tournament, and, uh, you know, you lose in the, in the final stage or you're done, so... Uh, you know, it's about peaking at the right moment as, as a player and as a team. And this year it's in Sweden. Where were the World Junior Tournaments that you played in? So I played in Czech and then I played in Edmonton during the bubble. So uh, that was kind of, a, kind of a bummer, but both were, were good experiences in its, in its own. What would your advice be to any young prospect that's joining their country for their World Junior team this year? Uh, you know, biggest thing I feel like is enjoy it, you know, uh, it's special, you know, it's a big thing for, for a lot of countries, a lot of people watching back home, so, you know, enjoy it, play your best, and, uh, you know, just have fun, I feel like that's the biggest thing. All right, cool, thank you so much, Lucas. Thank you. Art, I really like the way Lucas Raymond talked about representing his country, because that really is the biggest thing for these young players that go overseas, some of them, obviously, the Canadians and Americans are traveling overseas to play in Sweden this year, and you're representing your country on one of the biggest stages in the world for your age group, and that's truly an honor, so I liked his advice and just kind of taking in the moment and being proud to represent, represent your country, whichever country that may be. You know, so many times you hear from a player who's represented his country on the the international stage and and they all say the same thing yeah it's cool and we're you know we're all like waving the flag and all that and we're saying all the right stuff but then when you get there to the venue and you put on that jersey and you step on the ice that's when it hits you that you know my gosh this is this is a little bit bigger than I thought it was and uh, you know it, it's a great feeling what what better way really you know and I go back to you know for years now looking just at from Olympic events to any time international competition, any time you're there and you're the very best of your country, and you know you want to you want to do it, and you want to do it for your country, you want to do it for yourself, your family, everything. So that's just uh, it, it, it's going to be wonderful. It's it's a great tournament. It's a great great tournament, and uh, I, I can't wait to see uh, all, all the Red Wing prospects. You know, and I really want to see Maxim Celebrini for. Uh, 
for Team Canada. Uh, that kid is, uh, is gifted too. So it, it's going to be a lot of high-end talent. It's going to be a great tournament. And again, you can start watching the coverage of that on NHL Network. Coverage begins on December 26th. Make sure you're watching those Red Wings prospects. And hey, maybe some future Red Wings prospects playing in this tournament. Oh, it's there, always there a good will be one. A co- if, if that Iserman kid could somehow <laughs> find his way to Detroit, that would be great. We don't want to be picking too high this year, do we? No, that's 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 a problem. Well, I you know, know, depending on this goaltending situation, they may <laughs> they not have a choice. They got to figure out this injury situation <laughs> coming no, after the holidays. You know, if they're bringing a kid from Livonia Franklin to play net, you never him, know. You know this trouble, could be he know? could be the answer. You never know. Okay. Yeah, right. We found this 12-year-old, and we're just going to throw him in net. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever yeah, yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. His parents signed off, so we're all cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the Red and White Authority brought to you by Labatt Blue. We'll see you next week.